0: All right. Well, good afternoon, Joe. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Good, good. So uh, welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mortgage Update with Mike and Joe. Um, we did miss last month, so we do intend to...
1: We did. We, we couldn't get through security to get into Bill's camp. This so, is
0: true. You know, this is true.
1: We pulling the podcast. Um, however, we're back.
0: We are back, and we're... Uh, and with that being said, it's it's great to see that at least for one week the Bills are back.
1: The Bills are back. And, you know, I just want to take everybody back. You know, we've been doing this a little bit over a year now, right? right. So yep. uh, last year when we predicted the season, I don't know if you remember, but you went Bills 13 and 3. I nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. But in reality, you missed a game. Right. But so did the Bills. Correct. So we're back at it. Um, I think we're going to change it up this year, But We're going to go game week by week predictions as Mm -hmm. opposed to all in. Right. Right. So we had the the flopper against the Jets. Right. um, Came back strong against the Raiders. And then this week we go down to Washington to play the Commanders, who are Mm -hmm. 2-0. Right. um, Coming off of wins against the Cardinals and the Broncos.
0: Mm -hmm. I am predicting a win, and I think And the reason why I, I say that is I think that the Bills, the coaching staff, particularly Josh, I think learned their lesson from week one and are really going to kind of keep the game plan simple, straightforward, play good defense. If they can just do the basics well, I think they're going to come away with a win. Right,
1: and you'll notice I, I don't have the hat on today, yeah. um, but they'll be coming back, okay, so good. it will be coming back good. strong. Good.
0: Good. So excited about the, it! Really does seem like the bills are back on track. But as you said, we'll take it one week at a time. So, so obviously, Joel, let's talk about the market. You know, obviously, we're we're moving into the fall, um, and um, you know, we know that rates have been stable for the most part. They haven't moved up much. They haven't you know moved moved down much. But in regards to just the market, you know, we're we're still seeing inventory that is still low steady but low. Um, can you share with the with everybody that's um, listening in kind of what the market looked like last month and, and what we learned from that?
1: Yeah, I mean, August data has been a lot of the same of what we've seen, you know, over the course of the year in Monroe and surrounding counties. Um, you know, a number that stuck out to me was 98% of the homes that we tracked uh, went over list price. Now, some were as low as you know, 1% over list sure. up to as high as 48% over list. Right. Um, and so those were, uh, we would continue to see that, you know, that, that low list, high sale price. Um, you know, when we look at break the numbers down, 7% of those homes were 30% or more, mm-hmm. 22% were twenty-two twenty 20% or more over list, right? right? So again, still in that 20 to 30% range. And then there's a chunk that are in that, you know, one to, to 20% range going over yeah. list, One of the hottest zip codes uh, for the month was the 14624, which averaged 47.5% over list. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of our zip codes in Monroe County actually made a uh, state or countrywide Mm -hmm. uh, hottest list, and that was Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, They were the ninth named the ninth hottest zip code in the country um, for. Uh, time on the market, right, as well as um, homes percentage over list and desire. You know, now,
0: Joe, with here. as many of these homes continuing, you know, to continue to go above list. What did we see in regards to appraised values? Um, were Appraisals coming in lower, or what do we see?
1: Yeah, you know, we did have a few. Uh, we had four um, homes that that came in undervalued, um, okay. and I think a lot of times, again, as we've talked about on this this podcast, is preparing your your buyer for that potentially happening mm-hmm. uh, when you're writing or preparing that offer by having one of our loan officers vet out that appraised value up front, so we got an idea of what we're dealing with. Uh, I will say that there's times where we vet it out up front, and it comes in. You know, the appraiser looks at it initially and says, "Hey, you know, I don't know if you know." There's some sales there, but it looks like we're coming in here. And then they write a little bit higher and it still ends up coming in at value. So, you know, that just helps to prepare for the worst case scenario of, okay, right. if it did come in here, here's how we can adjust. Here's how we can use the appraisal gap solution to make up that difference and, and really close that that appraisal gap. Okay. So if we go down the throughway to our friends in Onondaga County, uh, again, same same as what we've been seeing all year, much different story. The market there is a lot flatter. Um, You know, on average uh, in Monroe County, we saw 14.7% over list. In Onondaga County, we saw Mm 2.7. So not as much. You know, you're looking at um, a little bit around, um, you know, 50% or so going over list um, and 50% under. So or at or under list. So, you know, not we're not seeing a lot of, hey, this house went 20 grand less than Mm -hmm. what the original price was. Um, But we are seeing, you know, some of that. You know, from conversations I've been having, you know, we had the Labor Day holiday here a couple of weeks right. ago. So we're seeing a little bit of a shift in the, in, the, in the market, which is normal for this time of year. Kids getting back to school, people focusing on other things, uh, sports. You know, I, I know I've been running around to different soccer fields sure. all, all month. So it's there's a lot going on that kind of right. distracts people from from home buying at this time of year. Right. Um, and, you know, usually we see a little bit of uptick towards second half of September, beginning of October. And then, you know, really we're winding down the year for closing transactions, you know, because, again, if you get into contract and something in November, you may get in, you know, get that house closed by the end of the year. You may not.
0: Right. Right. I think this is also just I know we say this on each podcast, but, you know, you know, for you know the folks that work here at GRB, the realtors that we work with, just making certain that all of those those buyers that we've worked with throughout the entire year, perhaps even last year that have not been fortunate enough to win an offer is to continue to go back to those people, make sure that they're pre-approved, uh, pre-approved to go through our cash plus program to make certain that they're ready to buy. Because, you know, again, we are beginning to see some transactions or houses being on the market a little bit longer.
1: Right. Going past delayed Going negotiations past, is right? becoming more yeah. common. And then it's, it's a scramble to find, you know, that house that had 10 buyers interested in it before has two. Right. right? And and right. it takes two to tango. But if there's not those two, you know, that, that house becomes open game. And, right. you know, you could be that one lucky winner that, that's able to, you decided to write on this house and nobody else wrote and you get it for what you thought the price was. Right. Right. So there's there's a lot going on there. But you did mention pre-approval. So, you know, if you recall in the last episode, we, we introduced the GRB power tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about walking around the house with tool belts on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, what that is, is what are those tools that when we have our buyers, how can we give them an advantage? Mm-hmm. And uh, because we did miss last uh, month's episode, we're going to talk about two power tools today. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is the um, pre-approval,
0: right? So, so Joe, let's kind of pause for just a minute because one of the things we want to remind everybody about is just you know we have this this YouTube channel and we encourage everybody to 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 go to it. You can watch past podcast and you can, you know, you can watch it for a few minutes or or again go back and look at some of these power tools. And I think you talked about, you know, last time we had the podcast that, you know, the GRB Mobile Express app. And just to remind everyone, particularly agents, what is the benefit of that app as, you know, as it relates? And then we'll you know, certainly talk about the pre approval as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, the app, again, it allows the, it has a calculator, a mm-hmm. built-in calculator. So people can calculate yep. their payments, what their cash to close is, et cetera. Um, it can be shared. So you can partner with one of our loan officers and share that app directly with the borrower so that they can apply online while you're sitting, while they're sitting in front of you. Right. Uh, this way with that initial phone call with a loan officer is a lot more impactful uh, because they've had a chance to review that information as the borrower's already filled out that in- application, and it also gives us a little bit of tracking on the borrower, right? If we were talking to a borrower today and it's January, we've, we've shared the app, they've downloaded it, and then they kind of disappear for a little while because they, you know, got out of the market or it was too hot. And then they reopen that app again in, in July. Now mm-hmm. we get notified, hey, this person opened the app again. We can reach out and, and have some communication, some dialogue around what's going on there. So Great. Right. Great benefit for that. Uh, but uh, today's power tool, we're going to focus on the pre-approval and the DSCR loan, which we'll, we'll talk okay. about in a
0: moment. So, Joe, with the pre-approval program, so let's talk about why did we roll this out in the first place? Who is it intended for? How does it work? And, and, and how does it help the agent and the buyer uh, put themselves in a much more competitive position to win an
1: offer? Yep. So, Our pre-approval program um, is similar to our Cash Plus program Mm -hmm. in that it's a fully underwritten mortgage commitment. So we're Mm -hmm. working with that buyer up front to collect all their docs, verify their income, their assets, their credit, make sure everything on the deal is all set aside from them finding a house and getting an appraisal on that home. Mm -hmm. And the pre-approval program um, differs from the Cash Plus in that the borrowers don't need to have a 10% down. Um, EMD, right? We require that their earnest money deposit is what they're putting down on the home. So if it's an FHA transaction and they're putting three and a half percent down, that's what their earnest money deposit has to be. And and we did that purposely uh, to help those borrowers that didn't have the ten or twenty percent down to put for these for these cash programs to give them a, a, a little bit more of a level playing field when they're mm-hmm. writing offers on these homes because again, if you know that the mortgage commitment has been satisfied, that means we've vetted everything out. If it's an FHA borrower, we've checked cavers, we've checked for student loans, we've checked our fraud tools, we've checked everything to ensure that when we issue that pre-approval, that loan is going to close because the borrower, all the skeletons have come out of the closet. We've addressed Mm -hmm. them all. Um, You know, that's an early Halloween reference. Sure. uh, Right. I like that. (laughs) We've addressed them all and kind of vetted everything out so that when it comes to closing, and we love those loans because we do all that work up front. They get under contract. We have to get an appraisal and homeowner's insurance, and the deal done. So, is right.
0: Joe, is is the buyer getting an actual commitment letter?
1: They are getting a, a, two letters, one of them um, being our pre-approval letter. And okay. it's it, it's highly, you know, it's it's visible on there that it's a GRB pre-approval, not a pre-qualification. Um, and then they're getting the commitment letter as well, which is available to them um, to provide with the offer. Okay. So, all done, all underwritten, buttoned up, and ready to go. And we've seen a, a good success with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done, you know, quite a few of them, and we're seeing about a sixty percent conversion, which is much higher than what we see from our just our standard prequal letters. Right. right? right. That means sixty percent of those buyers that have gone through that process have gotten under contract.
0: Right. Right. Great. And
1: that's anywhere from conventional FHA. Um, we're doing them on um, VA. USDA sunny may so anybody that that can kind of any other loan product we're doing these programs and this is
0: someone that's with little as 3 to 5% down correct okay yep that's great so so joe let's let's talk about this dscr program and and before we 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 do that just to introduce this is that you know we already offer kind of a host of different programs for investors people that are buying investment properties um, 1 to 4 units. Um, you know, and we have a whole range. And I think one of the things that I think is exciting about this particular program, it does have a a, a niche to it. Why don't we kind of start with what does DSCR stand for and um, who is it kind of geared towards and who can benefit from this program?
1: Yep. So the DSCR stands for debt service coverage ratio.
0: Okay.
1: And that basically looks so at. So
0: what's that mean?
1: Joe? Yep. i uh, jumping ahead of it. Okay. You, um, that looks at you know what is the debt service coverage ratio of the home. So what is the uh, gross rent received on the property, and mm-hmm. what is that PITI? Mm-hmm. And you take the gross rent. Let's say it's a thousand dollars, and the PITI is nine hundred. is a cheap property. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means that you have a one point one DSCR ratio, meaning your your rent is one hundred and ten percent of your PITI. Okay, and um, that's all right? So that's all that they're looking at. They're looking at assets, right? To make sure you have the money for down payment and it's documented, et cetera. But from a qualifying perspective for a borrower, they don't have to document their income. Um, And what we found is that, you know, some of the target audiences are these larger investors that have a ton of investment properties, right? Normally, if you're going through a secondary market transaction, you have to document the PITI on all the properties. You have to send lease agreements and tax returns. And everything for, let's say you own 20 properties, you got to provide that for all 20 properties. With the DSCR program, you don't. And you're qualifying just on that rental income of the subject property. Mm -hmm. And as long as that DSCR ratio exceeds 0.75%, we have some investors that will go down that low, Mm -hmm. you can qualify for the purchase of the home. Now, it is a 20% down program. Mm -hmm. There are some seller concessions allowed um, in the program. So, What about credit score? Credit scores, you know, you can get get as low as 680. Okay. um, You know, but that 700, 720 plus is kind of the sweet spot uh, for the credit score. Now, there are options with this. You can choose to um, have a prepayment penalty or you can choose not to. Mm -hmm. Um, If you do add a prepayment penalty, you get a little bit better rate. That's why it's there. And the programs um, are wide ranging. I mean, you can have a 30-year fixed. You can hold title in an LLC, right? So, again, it's those borrowers that have the cash to put down. But maybe their income they can't document, or if they're self-employed, you know, that and the tax returns show a loss. We can't, we don't we just get rid of the tax returns. We use the rental income from the property, and that's how we qualify them. Okay. And um, you know, we've done about ten of these so far. Mm-hmm. They've they've gone smooth. Um, And, you know, I think we see it it continuing to grow, especially as people are looking to get into that investment um, community and we can do them for first time investors. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, this isn't just for the seasoned investor. The the seasoned investor is a little bit uh, they do get a little bit better rate, but the the one first time investors can get into this program as well. And it really cuts down on the documentation that that's needed and the questions that need to be asked when you look at all those different um, requirements.
0: Right. Great, and again, because and it, it just reminded me we have a whole host of products for people that are buying investment properties, and I just encourage you to to talk to your GRB um, rep and to, uh, about this because there's a there's a whole host of options absolutely there as well. So, so Joe, let's shift gears. So last time we met, you know, we wanted to we've gotten feedback that from an. Education perspective. We wanted to really, kind of, you know, on each podcast, give a little bit of just a, a piece of information that the audience can can use. And, and you know, today we want to talk about or try to debunk some of the myths around down payment. Um, can you kind of, you know, speak to what some of the myths are and what the actual realities are?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, a lot of us deal with that common. Um, Myth or, you know, when you talk to some, misconception about when you talk to somebody about buying a home. Hey, we thought about buying a home. Well, oh, yeah, but you know what, I, I really need to save some more money before I do that. Mm-hmm. And then you start to talk about them about, well, did you know that there's 100% financing options mm-hmm. available? Did you know that there's grants available that can help you cover some of your closing costs? And, you know, we take advantage that we've Eat, sleep, and breathe this business, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is our world. Um, we live in it constantly, and some of the terms and some of the terminologies and the guidelines—I mean, we could recite them in our sleep. And sometimes we lose sight of the fact that unless you're working in this business, you don't know that. And so the down payment question always comes up. And you know, a lot of people think I need 20 percent down to buy a home, and the reality is you don't, right? You can do a. Uh, there are programs through um, Sunny May, the State of New York Mortgage Association that have 100% financing. Mm-hmm. USDA, VA loans, if you qualify for those, you can get 100% financing. And then when you get into the, you know, the conventional, I mean, you need 3% down, right? Mm-hmm. You can pay PMI and you can get yourself to a comfortable payment that allows you to still buy a home. And a lot of times, you know, when I when I when we look at borrowers that are putting 3% down, they're excited because they're buying a home that allows them to have a mortgage payment that's less than what they're paying for in rent. Mm-hmm. And now they're starting to build equity in that house and they see, you know, the desire for entry to homeownership is huge. And, you know, some people don't know that those obstacles aren't as big as they think.
0: Right, right, right. That's that's good information. So, so, Joe, to kind of wrap up the uh, podcast. So, you know, one of the things that we want to do, right, we, we want to set some some goals, right? We yep. want to try to drive as many people to to take advantage of what we're sharing. So um, you kind of want to share with the group kind of what you had in mind?
1: Yeah. So we've been doing this, like I said earlier, a little bit over a year now. Mm-hmm. And we are up to uh, 54 subscribers okay. on our uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And um, our Instagram channel for the bank is about 520 followers. And so I know that you and and, and Tammy were talking about uh, who our audience is for this podcast, right?
0: Tammy's my wife,
1: by the way. So yes, your yes, yes, wife, Tammy. Yep. 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 And, and um, she said it's just her and her friends. Right. She yep. doesn't believe that we have X followers. Followers. Right. Exactly. Right. And um, so we're on a mission, mm-hmm. right? We're on a mission to uh, grow our subscribers, mm-hmm. and we're on a mission to increase our followers on Instagram because. Our marketing department does a great job of pushing out content, Mm -hmm. especially on our Instagram, on all our social media channels. So we really want people to be able to benefit from that content. Um, So we're going to have a little fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're shooting for, by the time we record our next podcast, which will be about the second or third week of October, right? we want to see our subscribers go from 54 to 65. Mm -hmm. And we want to see our Instagram followers go from five hundred and twenty to five hundred
0: and fifty seems like a reasonable it's not a lot increase. of people right, right we could right. probably
1: do that if we just go around yeah, the office right. and get some exactly. of the employees to do it yeah um and then we also want 10 likes on our on our podcast mm-hmm. so we're not asking for a lot right? right um and if we do that yes i have gotten uh mr Palmer himself to agree for the month of October and potentially November and December, we'll set those future goals to come on and do the podcast in costume.
0: You know, I've been looking forward to it, Joe. I think most people know that I've got a closet full of costumes. I don't think most people know yeah, that. Well, now they, no, they, they do now. They do know, they do right. know that. So there's just a couple of highlights. You know, one, um, you know, obviously, as we go into the month of October, Halloween you know yep. here 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 we come I'll certainly you know be willing to um you know break out my my Batman uh my Batman the dark um, k- yep the the dark knight um last year just as an FYI my um wife and I got second place in a Halloween uh costume contest she went as Corella DeVille And I went dressed up as a Dalmatian. Um, So, and that was a a, a real big hit. So there, so I would very much, you know, like to do that. And, uh, and again, I think, you know, we are encouraging people to, to, to like the podcast. And I think, um, and certainly the other thing too, is we want to get feedback um, from everybody in regards to additional topics Absolutely. that they wanna um, have us you know, talk about. You know, the, the mortgage finance industry is always changing. It's in a state of flux, and certainly we want to, to do this so that we're providing some real value, some current content, and things that like, are gonna help realtors particularly be more successful in a really challenging environment, so. Yeah,
1: so like and subscribe is, yep. the, is the motto. Okay. Right. We got to get those those likes up, those followers up, those subscriptions up.
0: All right. Sounds good. All right. Go Bills. And we'll see you guys in a month.
1: All right. Thank you.